All right, it's August 31st, and it's another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about a whole bunch of trailers and a couple odds and ends, and uh, and we're just going to do it. We're, we're, today we were without Jimmy. We're kind of, like, struggling. He's off moving. We don't know if this is even going to be, like, edited together. You're probably going to get shitty audio. We'll find out. It's uh, We're throwing it together. It's the classic six-pack. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Hopefully there's, <laughs> hopefully there's music going on. Hopefully there's music. All right, so box office last weekend. Stunner. Absolute stunner. Number one was Crazy Rich Asians again, and it was only $2 million less than it won last week, which is yeah, you, you it's can speak, ridiculous. That, I wanted to discuss that. That's weird. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. I, I think the average is like 30 to 40% drop off. Yeah, easily. For like a good movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, fact that it's like, an, it's like a 1%, 2% drop off. Yeah, and the the Meg was number two, and number three was Happy Time Murders, the only one that was debuted last weekend, and yeah. that got abysmal numbers. Was it ten? I wrote the wrong number. I can see I wrote the wrong number down, but yeah, I think uh, it was like ten or eleven. Yeah, maybe even nine. I don't know. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So and then Mission Impossible is still hanging on. Mile twenty two for some reason people still seeing. So that's top five. I still want to see Crazy Rich a- Asians. I just, yeah. my girlfriend would kill me if I saw it without her, and she's out of town, and I had to see Happy Time Murders instead. You got to see Happy Time Murders. Oh, yeah. I mean, Crazy. I got the privilege of it. Yes. Crazy Rich Asians, Asians it's it's interesting me now. It's it's piquing my interest. Not because I want to. I want to see what the fuck the whole deal is. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got a whole bunch of trailers. Usually we try to, like, limit it to three, but they're all... It was a big week for for trailers, and we don't have a lot oh, yeah. to talk about news wise. So let's just let's just talk about them all. For sure, and I also think it's because award season's just around the corner, where like August is wrapping up, and it's finally time for good movies. So, yeah, like those movies don't necessarily have the largest marketing budget, so these are all coming up in the next like month or two. Yeah, so, uh, I I think of the list. Of the list, maybe three could be considered award-worthy. We'll go through. We'll go through, yeah. Yeah, well, at the end of each discu- one, we'll, we'll All right, well, decide yes. if it is or not. All right, so the first one up is First Man, Trailer 2. We spoke about this a few months ago, but if you didn't listen to that one or you forgot, First Man is the riveting story of NASA's mission to land a man on the moon, focusing on Neil Armstrong in the years between 1961 and 1969. It's yep. a first-person account based on a book by James R. Hansen. The movie will explore the sacrifices and cost on Armstrong and on the nation, one of the most deadly missions in history. You fucked up. You said dangerous. Yeah. Eh. Fuck. I love watching you read. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. We both are. I, but uh, I have a degree in English. <laughs> that's terrible for you. This, I mean... I, I can watch these trailers all the time. First Man looks so intense, so good, so well done. Oh, yeah. Did you, I don't remember. Did you see The Meg, or not The Meg, um, Mission Impossible on IMAX? No, I did not. Ooh, they had a five-minute 
just straight scene from the movie oh, in IMAX that. for that, and it convinced me I like I need to see this as soon as I can get tickets. I'm going to. Oh, I mean, it didn't need any more convincing than what it already has. But what I liked oh, yeah. about the, what I liked about this new trailer is it. I don't think it did, did it in the last one. It really showed the effect it had on the family. Yes. And it makes a lot of sense because that looking, we're we're twenties and thirties. We weren't even close to being alive back then, mm-hmm. and we, we we only know about this through the history books. And he's a hero. This is awesome. This dude, he got to go in space. It was American hero. But thinking about it back then, yeah, there was probably a ninety percent chance you're going to die. You're and you're volunteering to leave your two children, your wife, your family, your obligations to go take this random trip up to the moon, which is silly to say the least. This is it's crazy. Something like this would never happen today because the now the social climate would be. Like, why the fuck are you spending this amount of money for nothing? And they even brought that up back then, so they still did it. I don't know. It's Yes. It's so kind of like The only opening. reason our nation ever made it to, not ever, but did, so, like, so fast and so well is for, two, there's two reasons. One is we just were in the Cold War with the Soviets, and people thought, mm-hmm. like, satellites and being in space is the future, which it was. Like, yeah. we had to get our satellites up first. And two... The JFK assassination. I think because he had given a speech on this decade we will reach the moon. Oh, yeah. Like four or five months before he was killed. So it had a finish. And so his, it was keeping JFK's promise. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that could absolutely push it. Yeah. And I don't, this, the early reviews are out for it and it looks fantastic. It's gotten rave reviews. Yeah. I only, I, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 88%. And I looked because I, I found that mm-hmm. appalling. Uh, there's only two people who gave it bad reviews, and they both were like technical douchebags. Whereas they were saying like, "Yeah, it was, it was a technical swing and a miss." They they were trying too hard, and they lost. I'm like, "Well, I did hear we I, we might knock points for that because I heard they shot it at three different um, millimeter film. They oh. like for like the home scenes and like intimate scenes. They shot it on almost a home camera kind of feel." And then there's like a general one for like when he's at the office, and then they use the IMAX 70 millimeter for like the epic shots when he walks on the moon and when the rocket's launching. But so it's it, like the the it's gonna change based on like sometimes it'll be square, sometimes it'll be widescreen. But you're not talking to Jimmy. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I I think I made it clear. I don't give a shit what film they shoot it on or or how it looks. I'm all about the story. Fair. I mean, I'm the same way, but Jimmy yeah. will hopefully be back by the time this comes. So. Oh, he, he's for sure going to see it. He, he's got high interest in it because he's a big history guy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see to hear his take on his focal racking. <laughs> All right. All next right. one up, uh, the the front runner. This one piqued my interest. It's. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! Before we go on. Yeah. Award season. For first, first man, man. It should be. Absolutely. I think visual effects, and I could see both Claire Flo- uh, Foy and Roslyn, or Goslin. Well, we, uh, we, can't, we, can't, we can't tell yet. Likely, yes, but uh, I think either it's, it's definitely going to be up for either popular or, or even best picture. This, yeah. one's got, this one's got like Apollo 13 written all over it. Yeah. Well, I also think cinematography, because of the IMAX. Sure, what, like, why not? We'll go full launches. Titanic. We'll go across the board. <laughs> All right, so this is definitely award season contender. Yes. Sorry, moving on. Front runner, you were saying? Okay, it's a it's a true story about Democrat Gary Hart, who was a presidential front runner in 1988. 
and his life fell apart because we think it's bad now with Twitter and social media ruining politicians. It was just turning back then. It was it was just about the cusp of of uh, not headline um, gossip news. So mm. this guy was the first casualty of of tabloids. That I'm looking for. He's the first casualty of tabloids, and it actually has a resonating ripple effect through history because he was supposed to win the uh, the, uh, the the nomination for the Democrats, and he would have likely beat the guy he went up against. Do you know who that was? Uh, George H.W. Yes, you're right. And if George H.W. Bush is never president, then I guarantee you George W. isn't president either. Or and Clinton, then, for that matter. Clinton, probably. Because he, he was already on a fast track for the White House. He, are, yeah, he was already there. You're never going to run a Democrat against a sitting Democrat president. True. And I think good back point. to back. True. Very good point. Like Clinton may run in, or may have been president in the early 2000s. Like when uh, Bush was president. Yeah, so he, he would he wouldn't he wouldn't have been there in '92 because that would have been Gary Hart, and uh, he would have been '96 and. And I think I think a Republican. Right. Uh, oh, imagine like a Republican could have won in '96. Nah. It was weak back then. I think he was he went up against um, the guy with the the ED holding the pen. Oh, uh, Bob right, Dole. Maybe not. Bob Dole. He wasn't. No one. No one was gonna. Bob Dole wasn't beating anybody. But can you imagine? So the, because of this asshole. With, with the tabloid newspapers, because of them ruining this guy's life, we didn't have Bill Clinton in office during 9-11. So, I well, mean... We didn't anyways. I'm saying we did not have Bill Clinton in office. Oh. We, we would have, because yeah. he, he would have been pushed to 2000. Okay, yes. Sorry, I misunderstood you. I yeah, no, it's, it's wild to me, too. And then also, it just reminded me how much people used to care about the integrity of yeah. the White House. Yeah, just right. because, like... Without getting into politics too much, people just don't give a fuck that Trump openly brags about the times he's cheated on his wife. Yeah. And no, this guy was having an affair with one woman, and it ruined his whole track record. Yeah, and this, so yeah, Trump was having an affair with a porn star during his his uh, campaign, and that's not even that's no issue. We don't care. The only issue is like, did he pay her off? Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh. It's, We've come a long way. Yeah, that's all. But I, I do the, the movie looks great. We haven't even talked about the fucking movie. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, he's coming out with huge acting chops here. We already know he can do anything. Well, I think the biggest actor in this movie is really old Bluey Blue, uh, Blue Balls. What? Old Billy Blue, Blue Balls? You don't listen to Bill Burr's podcast? I do not. Oh, he! It is one of the best podcasts out there. Okay. Not not to plug it. Different. It's just him doing like stand up shit for like an hour twice a week. But is that's Bill, what he calls himself. Bill Burr is in this? Yeah. He I was didn't... the uh, dad bod reporter who was yelling at him. with a, He's bald with the mustache. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even pick up on that. That's awesome. I love Bill that's Burr. That's who I'm most excited for in this. No, come on, man. This Hugh Jackman looks amazing. Yeah, but he always looks amazing. I'm I know. Excited. I'm excited to see Bill Burr in an Oscar-caliber film. Yeah. Fuck, why not? Uh, and you know what? Fun fact: the day that he uh, Gary Hart bailed out of the uh, campaign, mm-hmm. May eighth, nineteen eighty seven, the day I was born. Fun oh. facts. <laughs> well, All now right. people know when you were born. All right. On that note, I'm going to say uh, this, wait, this is awards? not. Oh, nah, probably not. I it think could, it this... could sneak in there, kind of like the post. 
I think yeah, it, it's not going to be like best picture, but I could see Jackman getting Maybe, a nomination. Yeah. Depending no, I, on his portrayal. I, this could sneak in there at the end just because of the uh, political climate, sure. But uh, yes. it's it's going to be like a token one at, at best, kind of like the post. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, but no, I don't I don't see it contending heavily. Yeah. All right. Bad times Next. at El Royale. Go ahead. Yes, the second trailer. Uh, for those of you who don't know what this is, it is seven tra- uh, strangers. Each with a secret to bury, meet at a rundown hotel in Lake Tahoe in the 1960s, California. Over the course of a fateful night, they all get one last shot at redemption before everything goes wrong. This I, looks so good. Yeah, looks amazing. I love everyone in it. I love mm. everything that's going on in it. It's it's high intensity. It's But you know what? I, I didn't pick up on this last time, and we may have said it. Who knows? My brain's not great. But I, I couldn't help it the whole time thinking, like... This is Clue. This is this is Clue, and I love Clue so much. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I love it. I'm you just know so who... excited. And Chris Hemsworth as a crazy Manson-like cult leader. Yeah, and uh, John Hamm re- doing a real big stretch, being a cop. Uh, he's not a cop. I think he's a cop. No, he's a traveling salesman. Yeah, but then you weren't watching closely because he he went to the, the phone booth and he picked up the phone. And he's like. Sir, this this situation is getting out of hand. Oh fuck! I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 an, like agent an undercover of some sort. cop. Yeah. So that's remind me of Clue, where there was a cop there. True. I don't. One I've of them never, was a cop. I've never and, seen the movie. I've just played. Oh the my game. god! You got to see Clue. Okay. <laughs> so. But um, yeah, no, this just looks like a great like fall movie. Yep. I'm pumped for it. This is gonna uh, win awards. the Oscar. Gonna win them all. Actually, you think that? No, Jesus Christ, no. Oh, okay. This, this, this is like... this is not even close. Uh, Jimmy may even hate this one. I no, he'll I... like it. He'll like it. No, no. I think he said he was excited when we did the first trailer. Yeah. But I could see this winning like sound design or something if they use the music as well as they're doing in the trailers. Because yeah. the number one comments I've seen on both the trailers have been about how well they're edited. Yeah. The anytime you throw in like a 1960 song over action, just like the Meg. Yes, it'll it'll hook me hard. I love it. The, the composition of those together. Yeah, so, so winning I could co- see either what is it? Sound design or what's the other one? Um, sound soundtrack. Score, soundtrack. Score. Whatever. Score. Whatever. I, we don't. I could see this slipping in there. Perhaps, kind of like a baby driver of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Moving on, the other side of the wind. You want to do this one? Uh, this one threw me for one hell of a loop. It's a Netflix movie. I'll read it. Okay. It is a yes. satire of both the passing of classic Hollywood and the avant-garde filmmakers of the of new Hollywood of the 1970s. Uh, the last line you have here says, a lost Orson Welles film. Yes. In the trailer, beginning, it says Orson Welles, and they talk about him, and then they start going into different things, and Orson Welles doesn't even appear anymore, and I was like, oh, well, this is weird. And I thought, okay, cool. So whoever did this is is like, did a movie about Orson Welles, and they found like a camera from the seventies. They found film thrown there because this looks like it was filmed in the seventies. How cool is that? That's that's got me going. And then I realized, oh shit, no, this is a lost film from Orson Welles. Yeah, he actually it was, filmed it in the seventies. Absolutely, so, and I think it was like ninety five percent done, and it was just sitting on a shelf. And they just like they put in like new film. To, yeah, I, th- I think they filmed like a very little bit to just add to it to like finalize it. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. It looks it. so good. 
I wouldn't go that far. I'd say it looks interesting. Oh, I th- I'm a big Orson Welles fan. Yeah, no, uh, but it's because his his stuff ages fairly well. S- yeah. Imagine seeing a movie. We always talk about this. Mo- great movies from the past. Mm-hmm. You see them now, they don't hold up. But I think his could. I don't know. Have you seen Citizen Kane lately? No, I haven't seen it since like a film school yeah. class. Or yeah, not film school, but film class. It was it it changed everything, but it's been done to death. Everyone, everyone copies the premise of it, and it's not even that really that good anymore. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, this I is lo- going to be interesting though, because as we've spoke about before in the podcast, Academy hates Netflix films and does everything they can to avoid nominating them, but they love like dead actors and dead directors and historical films. This is like a. a Unstoppable Force meets uh, immovable, immovable Rock. Object. Close enough. Whatever. Yep. It's uh, a <laughs> tomato. <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, I can't, I can't say enough. It's interesting because the, the Academy is already uh, admitted by adding the, uh, the newest the popular film of the year. They're, they're admitting to change. They, they, uh, they see the, the tides are changing. And every, I feel like maybe 30% of these trails we go over are Netflix trailers. Yeah, it's awesome. They have, they have a lot of good stuff coming out. Great stuff, and if you if you want to see a great movie, you go check out our pod afterwards. Uh, How it ends on Netflix, wonderful. <laughs> it it's a great way something. to wait. It's a great way to spend two hours of your time and then press pause at the end and go listen to our podcast and see how we felt. Yes. How it ends. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. The next one up is the second trailer for The Old Man and the Gun. And this is, if you don't remember, we spoke about it about a month and a half ago. It's Robert Redford's last movie. He's retiring after this. And the plot is, at the age of 70, Forrest Tucker makes an audacious escape from San Quentin, conducting an unprecedented string of heists that confound authorities and enchant the public. Robert Redford just plays an old bank robber who's charming and in love with this nice little old lady as well. Robert Redford plays Robert Redford. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, if it's your last film, don't take any risks. Go with what you know. Get, throw that fastball. No one's gonna hit it. You know, you you got the heat. Do it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, this looks. And I just the feeling good. I get from watching it is like this is the perfect film for him to go out on. Absolutely, but you know what's even better than that? Hmm. You know, I know what he's doing, and I respect the hell out of it because it's been done before. It's been done by Jeter. It's been done by Ortiz. It's been done by uh, Mariano Rivera. The victory you, lap. You, you, you call your shot. You say, I'm retiring after this one last movie. And you will be damn sure you're getting an Oscar nomination. You might even get a win. Oh, yes. If it's uh-huh. good enough, if it's even remotely like in the ballpark of being good enough, he's getting it guaranteed. Yes. I'm, I'm calling my shot now. Robert Redford is winning the best actor at Oscar. I think I just said that too. I know, but I'm like 100% no, you, calling it. You, you, agree you were with saying it. like, yes, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. But you were saying like, oh yeah, like if it's even close, I'm calling my shot okay. now. He will win it. All right. Uh, understood. We're on the same page. Yeah. Can't wait to see him uh, in his acceptance speech. It's going to be a real tearjerker. Absolutely. All right. All right. I, th- I think we're alone now. I think I we're too. alone now. The second trailer comes out. Still no song. Upsetting. But it's such a great trailer. So much tension. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say so. Uh, Dell, this is um, 
Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Dell is alone in the world. After the human race is wiped out, he lives in his small, empty town, content in his solitude and the utopia he's met- methodically created for himself until he is discovered by Grace in Interloper. Is that how you say that word? Yes. Sure. Interloper, whose history and motives are obscure. And to make matters worse, she wants to stay. I, I, there's so much going on in this trailer that I don't understand, but I love anyways. Oh, yeah. I think she's going to come out and say that she came from another society. Like, she wasn't alone. I I really hope that she's not an alien. Ooh, that would be cool. It would it would be cool, but... I mean, we're already into, into the fantasy land because everyone disappeared except for Peter Dinklage. Uh, but I think, I think Alien would take that little step too far. You know what this could be that I think it would be incredible if this was secretly it. What? An uh, adaptation of I Am Legend. You remember the Will Smith uh, movie? Yeah. That that was based on a book, which is a fantastic book, where there is a disease that turned everybody into vampires, and he just would, like, go through, like, houses in his neighborhood, like, killing them and just burning and burying the bodies, and then... Spoilers for this book, eventually some girl comes along and, like, gets close to him. He's like, oh, another survivor. And then it turns out she was a vampire that had, like, but was, like, a half-breed or something and can, like, get a little bit of, yeah. yeah, She could, like, get a little bit of sunlight. So they had sent her to, like, find information on this guy. And the book ends with him being captured and realizing, like, the vampires were still just people. They just were at night, and they had recreated society at night, and he was the monster that, like, kept the kids up at night, the story of the guy who walked during the day. Yeah. This could be that movie, which would be an awesome twist. I can see I can see hints of that, maybe, because it's very clear that I don't think everyone died all at once because... He's 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 continually to to draw the X's one at a time. They're everywhere in the road. He's it seems like he's burying one at a time. So I think like they're going one by one, and he continues to find. He keeps finding dead people randomly. Maybe I don't know. It's a good point. It's a good theory. I, I like it. Yeah, it just came to me when you were reading the synopsis again. Yeah. Uh, one one last thing I'll say about this is uh, I really really enjoy the fact that. This has nothing to do with the fact that Peter Dinklage is uh, a dwarf. Yeah, he, he's just is, playing a character. This is so cool that this is he, he's such a good actor that they just threw him into a role that could have been taken by Hugh Jackman or Tom... No, no, fuck, not Tom Cruise, but Tom Hanks, yes. Matt um, Damon. The, yes. The, those, like, major leading actors. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Dinklage probably is going to act the shit out of it and it would have done better anyways. Awesome. Oh, for sure. I, he should be a major leading actor. He's phenomenal in everything he's in. I believe he I believe he is at this point. Yeah, I guess from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But that's I, I a, just don't see him but, in but movies it's all that TV, often. so crossing over the movies, yeah. big deal. 100%. Uh awards. Do you think this will get any? I don't think so. This this Me, just isn't the cut type for the Academy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think if you were going solely based on like the acting in it, maybe you could get some awards, but Probably they should. They, that's not how the Academy works. Nope. And there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of great performances, so this probably just isn't going to reach the top because it's the, the weirdness factor brings it down. 100%. So. All right. On to our last trailer. This is for Trench 11. 
It is about, in the final days of World War I, a soldier leads a team beneath the trenches to stop a German plot that could turn the tide of the war. So it's just like a World War One horror movie, and yep. I, I'm a horror guy, so I'm excited for it. But I, I was wondering what you were thinking, because it seems still I interesting. Really? Yeah, no, I, I want nothing to do with this. This is the second fucking movie in a month I've seen that that's just like a World War Two or this is World War One, an old war movie that turns into a horror, sci-fi, weird, bullshit, alien thing. I hate it. I don't. But I it. like it because I yep. love sci-fi horror and I love historical films. Yeah, and that's so, that's, that's wonderful. If it's if it's your thing, it's awesome. Go for, good for you. Go enjoy it, but it's just not for me. Fair. That's Fair. all. Um, awards, though. This is definitely winning them. Yeah, it might win a Razzie. Sure. <laughs> no, this looks like it'll be a fun B movie, though. I don't know. What really irks me is when people put up there it says "future cult classic." Fuck you, man. That that to me, say, said, I don't even remember yeah, that. That oh. that splash across the screen. That to me says, you know what? This isn't that good at first, but then you watch it when you're high, and then it just gets great. Ooh, I should watch this high. You know, you should. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up the trailers. Yeah, no, I wasn't even speaking my mic. I got a needle in my carpet that just dug into my heel. This isn't good. <laughs> Jesus, Sorry. are you okay? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> Tetanus, whatever. Uh, moving on to our stories of the day. Things worth mentioning, not worth discussing. I think we're going to stick to the rules in this one because we're running super long. We're just going to do a couple lines, each one. Right? That works. All right. So First Man gets rave reviews at its debut at a Venice Film Festival. We already talked about it. No shit. It's obviously going to get rave reviews. It's a waste of a headline, waste of typing, waste of everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Okay. All right. Yeah, the we're next all pumped. One, yeah, we can just move on. The next one is Mr. Robot will end after four seasons, the last of which will be 12 episodes. Um, you thought it was done already. It was originally yep. set to be eight episodes, but then they decided they wanted to wrap up the series instead of just stretching it out for the need to stretch it out. So they got an additional few episodes so that they could do that. Thoughts? I I have no idea what they're even filming. The first season was great, and then, you know, the world ended what they wanted. It's, I don't even remember if I... I remember watching the second season, but I don't think I understood it. And I watched a little bit of season three, and I think I just said, you know what, this, this is going absolutely nowhere, and I stopped. So I, I watched, I loved the first season. I watched the second, and I remember feeling like, well, this will be good if season three is good, because it was all just setting stuff up. Yeah. And then I never watched season three, and I actually looked earlier this week randomly. Uh, I may have seen that, and it was just in the back of my mind. But I was like, oh, I should watch that, and there's nowhere to stream it. So, nope. That's not happening. Nope. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay, so uh, apparently 3 million people still use Netflix's DVD mail service, which means there are 3 million grandparents that are alive in America today. I don't know. If I started a DVD player, maybe I'd do that. Cause no. Been a, you no, know, you wouldn't. I, I, I would say maybe I would because I can not count on my hands the amount of times this year I've typed into Netflix a movie I wanted to watch, and it says only available for DVD. Seriously? Yes, 100%. I, I think Netflix is now the third best online, like, for their content. So you I th think... So you think they're, you got, they have a deeper library of Netflix DVDs? Yes, because they, they already own them all. 
mm. from one that was their primary business. So you're looking at throwback movies. Those, and then I think it's just easy to get like new stock too. When new movies come out, they already have deals in place. I'm sure. It's a hassle putting DVDs in. I know. I agree with you. That's why I I don't have a DVD player. I stream everything. But I'm yeah. saying if I still did, because like streaming is hard for old people, older people. Yep. Very true. But so I, I would absolutely. Yeah, but I think those are easier. Those are still kind of close, like VHS. Well, no, they gotta change the input. Then they gotta figure out what uh, the auxiliary button is, and then the volume's always down. It's a whole <laughs> thing. All right, I think that's not that crazy. I would do it. Somebody okay. send me a DVD player, and I will switch to Netflix's DVD service. No, move on. <laughs> um, yeah, you're next. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 production has been put on hold. And not like a little delay. They released a lot of the crew and said, go find your oh. job so we can't hold you on contract. I didn't, I didn't see that that far. Yeah. Wow. So that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Apparently they've met with a lot of directors and directors are saying, I don't want to touch it. Oh, that's would you? Gone. No, absolutely not. It could be my debut or like my first chance at directing. There's no chance I'd do that. Absolutely I, none. I think we might not get a third Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is sad. It's written. Yes. I think I think they they will be side characters in the next Thor instead. Wouldn't that be nice though if they like turn his screenplay into a book and the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a, a book chapter instead of a movie? That would be kinda great. That'd be kinda weird. But cool. I, I think I kinda like it. I, I'd be down, I'd read it. Just, uh, not, sorry, not a book, a graphic novel. Obviously. Ooh. Or an audiobook. I'd listen to an audiobook and you still get that voice, the actors to do the voices. So we'll see, they don't want to do that because it's not James Gunn. I think they don't want, but like Disney could force the issue. They can't force somebody else to take the job. And people true. don't want to take the job. That's why that's, it's being delayed. That's true. Yeah. That's that, well, we just solved it. Oh, yeah. Graphic novel narrated Slash by audiobook. the actors. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to let you lead the last one. I mean, it's Louis C.K. is in the news. Um, yeah, yeah you, he, you know more about it. Yeah, he this Sunday night, this past Sunday, he did his first stand-up since all the Me Too stuff came out about him last year. It's been Which about, he was, like... He was jerking off in front of his female employees. Basically, they couldn't leave the room because he was... Well, they weren't jerking. his employees. They were just fellow comics who were fans of his that like, okay, he invited okay, yeah. to his room. So I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Regardless who they were, he was jerking yeah. up in front of girls that didn't want it to be. Yeah, and it's been weird. Just under a year. Um, he walked in, said he was going to do a set, got a standing ovation by everyone there, and then no, uh, reportedly no one left, and they all like loved his routine. It's gotten great reviews. The internet very angry about it though. I I mean I wouldn't I I probably wouldn't leave, but I sure as shit wouldn't give him a standing ovation. To go, like, oh, what I, a hero! What a hero coming back after the. The tragedy was that he that he jerked off in front of girls. Oh, what a hero. So brave. I I don't know if I'd give him a standing ovation, but I mean I would definitely stay and probably enjoy his material. He's a great comic. I think it's been about a year. He does, he should be able to work again. It shouldn't be a life sentence you can no longer work. And what no, he did is I definitely agree. on the lower end of all the me too stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's don't get me wrong, it's not great. still really fucked up. Yep. But there's a lot of misinformation out there. He asked them, and they said yes because they felt they had to because of the power dynamics. Yep. But he didn't understand that. And then when he found out about it years later, he 
said he made it one of his jobs that whenever he was touring, he would get mostly female comics to, so that he could like help promote them because that was his way of giving back without publicly acknowledging it. That's that's fine. That's good. Um, Which yeah. I I don't have I don't have a huge issue with him coming back out of retirement, and it wasn't even like on like uh, it wasn't on TV. It was just like a like a whole a in the private. Place. Yeah. Yep. I don't have a huge issue with him. I have a huge fucking issue with the people in the crowd giving a stand ovation and like praising him like Jesus. I you still you need the silent treatment a little bit. You give him a little like that. Ah, good. Nice. Let's see what you got. And then you sit there and you you. You try not to laugh, but you, you you're gonna laugh probably because he is fucking funny. But you make him you make him suffer a little bit more publicly, and then like you have to work back here. You can't just be like come out of the closet. Ta da! Here he is, and he's great. Yeah, we missed you so much. Oh no, hundred percent. I think he can he can do with a little bit more punishment, but I think I'm perfectly okay with him coming back now. Yeah, I imagine imagine him after his set thinking like, oh fuck, I picked the yes, this is great. I. I waited a I year, just enough time. Everyone's, yeah. I'm back, I'm back at it again. And then he goes on Twitter, and he's getting crucified. But I also think he doesn't care. Like, he saw that people will still react to his material and react well. He cares. He I think he, he cares, but he also knows eventually the work will speak for itself. And people, it, funny is funny. At the end of the day, funny is funny, and people will... Eventually, it might not be like a big initial release when he like releases new material, but it will spread and people yeah. will slowly start accepting him again. It, no, it'll, it'll work out in the end. I know that he'll he'll be back. I heard the comparison to Tiger Woods after his all his shit, you know, mm-hmm. and now people love Tiger Woods, saying like it's he, he's coming back. It's but he's gonna have a few bumps on the road. He's it's not over. And if he thinks if he thinks he's clean the clear, he's sorely mistaken. Oh yeah, the first time he does a show and it's announced ahead of time instead of just popping in somewhere, mm-hmm. there will be protests and it'll be annoying to read about. Yeah, and I, do you actually do you, do you foresee any uh, like HBO stand-up specials or Netflix specials in the f- near future? I, I think we'll get a special. I don't think it'll be released any on any of those because for the last like ten years he's been working on building his own distribution platform. So it's all like. He had okay. his own TV show that just aired on his, like, websites and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, so, maybe he'll do that. Yeah, I think that's what he'll do. And then uh, maybe I, get he, a deal for did, the stand-up after that. If he, if he did, like, one of those main ones, I'd say it's a minimum five years. I could see it in by 2021. Well, you get, those, you get those big ones. It's, like, the established guys, and, like, it's – no matter how old you are, it's, it's kind of like a uh, – I don't know. It's it's a huge deal, and I, I don't see it happening before five years, basically. That's all I'm saying. I do, but... Not right, HBO. That, this is not like, HBO. Not HBO. I can see Netflix. Netflix yeah. is where most of the comedy specials are nowadays. They, they, like Wildfile, they pop up everywhere there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's about it for this episode. We've gone about a half hour or so. Good time to cut it short. Uh, movie movies coming out this weekend: uh, The Little Stranger, which I've never heard of, neither has Dave, uh, and Kin. I don't give a shit about that. So <laughs> it's a it's a good it's Labor Day weekend. Go out and enjoy the fact that you're not laboring on Monday. All right, fair enough. Well, guys, check out our review on Monday. We're we're reviewing uh, the Happy Time Murders. Yeah. Another Sans Jimmy production because he is moving. So reach out to Jimmy at John Boy underscore. Give him his thoughts and prayers for his two-week moving ordeal. Yeah. And then Miss also, you, Jimmy. 
Also, check us out at Six Pack Cinema on Instagram. Uh, follow us, like us, subscribe to the podcast, interact with us, tell us you love us, the whole bit. All right. Dave. All right. Miss Dave, you, either. Jimmy. Miss you, Jimmy.